All right, it's Wednesday. It's Weekly Reads. As you know, we're recording here on a Tuesday night, but for all the people that we're going to be watching on Wednesday, we want them to have their weekly reads and rankings. We're going to spice it up a little bit because we have a few coaches who are on the hot seat, but nevertheless, we are going to give you some good A.J. Black takes. You know, he is ready to tell y'all how Boston College is going to beat Florida State. I'm just going to sit here and say it. Crazier things have happened. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'd like to thank the LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. We're rocking and rolling with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. He's here to talk to us about the weekly reads and rankings, but more importantly, some hot seat news. And then we got a little bit of location news to add to that mix here as ACC has found a new headquartered home. AJ, how are we feeling today? I am I am doing as well as I can be, Candace, tonight. And uh, <laughs> it's been an interesting couple of weeks of college football for the ACC. And um, of all the all the locked on ACC channels, I probably am in the school in the worst position right now. And I'm ready to talk about it and get my be- I got to get out of my feelings. Let's put it, leave it at that. <laughs> you know, well, you think you would be a little happy because Maine picked up a good win. At one point, <sighs> y'all were losing. That was a little crazy. But, you know, hey, at the end of the W, the W is on the column. So we could be excited they, about that. Candace, it took them to the fourth quarter to put them away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bright spots. They still got put away. I mean, listen, I, I understand. I'm a, I'm from a team that it takes a minute to get things together. But, you know, wins will take them where we can get them, and rightfully so. So I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, the, obviously the issue with Boston College has been their offensive line, which has been a, a complete disaster. You know, the big issue going into the season was Christian Mahogany, who was an all-ACC guard. Um, he, he hurt his knee. And that dude has been – teasing and teasing and teasing that he's coming back and he teased it again today and it's like you better be coming back because the fans are all counting on you because you know if he comes back i think that's a big 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 get for bc and i've heard buzz about it but he's got to stop the he's got to stop the memes because it keeps coming out teasing you huh yeah exactly (laughs) getting really excited about that because there's not a lot (laughs) Okay, that's yeah. great. Good to know. Well, you know, it, while we are hoping that he comes back, we all know that there are a couple coaches that might not have that same warm welcome if they decide to return or if the administration brings them back. And there are a couple people at the gate that we want to go ahead and get into that might not find themselves in the home that they once thought they were. Now, let's let's go. I think I know who I want to start with, but I want to hear from AJ. What Who is the coach right now that you think has the hottest seats in the ACC? George, ah, uh, yeah, Georgia, Georgia Tech is Jeff Collins. I almost called him George. Uh, <laughs> Jeff George Collins. Collins. Yeah. Um, you know, he got his first win of the season um, two weeks ago against Western Carolina, and then goes and loses forty-two to nothing <laughs> to Old Miss. Yeah. And you're looking at the schedule, and other than UVA, there is not even a chance of a win left on their schedule. I mean, Duke. It, which I got to give you credit for. You called that one right at the beginning. And 
they, they've got UCF at Pitt, Duke. They've got UVA, uh, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, and Georgia. So there's a strong, strong possibility that this team is going to be either 1-11 or 2-10. and 10. Well, you know, okay, let's be frank here. North Carolina, can, it can go either way. North Carolina definitely got punched in the mouth last season by Georgia Tech. Virginia, they're not exactly having the high-flying offense that we were supposed to be seeing from Brennan Armstrong and Tony Elliott. Duke, you know, they could, they could do a whoopsie, doubt it, but the whoopsie is there. When it comes to Pitt, though, it depends on the quarterback play. I think if Nate Yarnell keeps showing up and that defense shows up fine, Georgia obviously not. And yeah, it, other than that, it feels a little bleak. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't see them doing much of anything here. And <laughs> is it because of Jeff Collins or because of the lack of talent on the field? Uh, they just both. I, I don't think Collins is all that great of a coach. And yeah. I, I think Georgia Tech is at that moment where, you know, they have that thought about Collins. But even if it's not like an X's and O's thing, yeah. they've got to redefine that program, right? They're yeah. in a hotbed. They're in Atlanta. Like go out there and get like spend the money and get yourself a coach. Like you had, you know, you had the, your coach for years there, and now that he's gone, you tried Jeff Collins and it didn't work. And he got he got a big leash. I mean, you know, trying to get away from that triple option for a while, but clearly that's not the answer. Go out there and just spend some money. Go out there get that next head coach, whether it's you know like a Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina or or another coach from a, a, a G five program. And just pay them, pay them yeah. to come in because you're in, you're in a football hotbed that is dying to wake up and you can do that. It's just not going to happen with Collins. Yeah, I agree. But also I think that it's really important to note that Jeff Collins certainly had the triple option die. Maybe it's the shift of the program in general. Maybe you should have just stuck to what you know, right? Maybe the triple right. option is just your way to be and that's okay. You find another coach who can implement that maybe better yep. and improve it and get you a good defense. So I hate the fact that Jeff Collins tried to shift things completely, but I will credit him for bringing energy back to Atlanta. So now that you have the right people excited about the location, now we just got to get the coach who can actually deliver said, you know, excitement towards location and get people excited about Georgia Tech again, because maybe they'll find themselves in the SEC one day. Who knows? I, you know what? You bring a great point, Candace, and it doesn't have to be for Georgia Tech, but like those schools and BC can be lumped in there. Like there's a lot of like people crap on the triple option, but for schools that can't recruit like Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, the triple option can be a nightmare for mm -hmm. opposing teams and can really shorten games and make a team that a really tough out. Yeah. So I think you're kind of right. Like Paul Johnson had some fun stuff going on there with Georgia tech. Like maybe that's the right thing. Go get, you know, Jeff Monk. Uh, what's his name? The Monkin from um, army. Go mm -hmm. pay him. Mm -hmm. Bring the triple option back. Exactly. Exactly. All right. He's not the only coach, though, that finds himself in a little bit of a hot seat. Yep. I also feel like the coach over there in Louisville might find himself a new home if he can't figure out how to pull out some wins. And that's be that would be Scott Satterfield, the current head coach for the Cardinals. It's been rough and like super rough at that for the Cardinals. And I'm just sitting here saying, can they find some conference wins that gives you confidence that they can be good with all the recruiting that they're doing going into next season. Yeah. I mean, I look at their schedule and it's, it, they have a tough one too. Now they've got a couple wins coming up. They got three. So maybe they can get the, themselves in better footing. 
you know, they get USF and if BC can't figure things out and UVA can't figure themselves out, that's three quick wins that they could probably easily crank out. But Hey, USF battled Florida. I don't know if you watched that game. Mm -hmm. game. They look good. So you can't even sleep on any of those games. Yeah. And you know, what was the talk going into all the season? And I was, and I, I'll take my wins when I can get it. When, you know, they were just, everyone was all over Louisville for having this great offense that Malik Cunningham's the best quarterback in the ACC. Scott Satterfield has got this program going in the right direction, blah, 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 blah. And they're one and two. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and, and, and it's not the offense. I mean, it's not the defense either. It's the yeah. offense that looks bad. And, you know, I think for me, watching the Florida State team and how they had some serious injuries, you had first who was out, you had uh, Jordan Travis who went down. And to me, it maybe it said more about the Florida State team and where they're at. But yep. when, personally, I was like, damn, they can't even pull out the win when they've got everything going for them, Louisville. Like this, this was the game to kind of rally around the troops and get back on course. But the fact that you still weren't able to do that is like, ugh, it's getting dicey. And you and I just saw an article out that there was like 2.5 million people watching that game. Yeah, it was like one of the highest rated football games in the well, last. Well, you know, week. you know, Florida State brings the brings the people out. That's for sure. Well, Louisville was jacked up for that game too. They were. Like, they, they were. They, they, you know, you saw their fans and they were doing all sorts of special stuff, and they they let they let that game get out of that. I mean, Florida State in that game, they lost what four or five players. Jared Verse, their you know, their sequel to Jermaine Johnson, who was the ACC player of the year, defensive player of the year last year, he goes down. Jordan Travis goes down. You lose an offensive lineman and a defensive tackle and they still win. Yeah. That that's, that's not good for Satterfield. <laughs> not at all. Slam Dana says Satterfield is too nice a guy to get dirty in big time football. His offense is generic and the defense is just as generic. He'll get one more year. I think maybe he'll get one more year only because of his recruiting and how well he's brought in yeah. some, you know, four or five stars, but Overall, I mean, listen, being a nice guy doesn't last in any league. But if you look at like Jeff Hackley, I think he's a nice guy. I think Jeff Collins is a nice guy, but their both seats are getting a little bit warmer too. Yep. Yep. You can talk Hackley too, but that's <laughs> if you want my thoughts on Jeff Hackley in the hot seat, check out Lockdown Boston College five days a week on YouTube. <laughs> a thousand percent. We're going to touch base here on some of the weekly rankings and talk about the ACC's new location and our thoughts around it. But first, these days with every potential hire, we all know that just when you're trying to find that job of your dreams, you have a great organization that can do nothing better than give you a job. And that is with linked. In. I'm trying to tell you guys, don't sleep on LinkedIn. It's probably the best places to network. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find uh, up to a million different candidates a week. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So head over to LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So rocking and rolling here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. We're talking about the coaching hot seats, but more than that, we also are talking about the new locations for the ACC. The headquarters was just announced to be moving from Greensboro, North Carolina to Charlotte, North Carolina. And for those who are North Carolinians, they're like, oh my gosh, the big change, the nostalgia of Greensboro, it's not going to be the same. However, if you know anything, you know that the ACC has had their kickoffs in all of Charlotte, North Carolina, every single, for the past couple of years. So it was only fitting to me that Jim Phillips would move the whole thing. Right. 
But yeah, I'm I'm like feeling it because listen, at the end of the day, bigger city, maybe you're trying to go big, go hard, go home. Great base. Greensboro is, you know, not for nothing. I love it. They have a great ACC museum up there, but it's just not going to pull the same things. But for someone who's from Chestnut Hill, was, were you feeling any type of way about this announcement? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I added, so, Candace, I'm going to have to admit, I, I will I will tell you what I DM'd Candace early today. So I said, okay, so I'm a Northern person. Explain to me why I should care about this. I have... <laughs> You care because Greensboro is nostalgic. It's where you've yep. seen some of the best ACC tournaments. If you're from North Carolina, you understand this is about that yep. old school rolling out the cart. You see the TV. You stop what you're doing. You get pulled out of school to go to the tournaments and all the things, right? But for people who know business, it's been Charlotte for so long now. They've just been waiting to tell everybody and make it official. But you know, there were arguments. There were potentially places of like Orlando, Florida, but that just didn't make any sense. ACC ACC headquarters at Disney World. Yeah, who says no? Cinderella's Castle. Well, just put Jim Phillips in the in the listen, tower up there. You know the ESPN ABC deal. They probably were like, listen, let's figure out a way to really get in good, or maybe get some more money. So maybe that was why. Maybe. I, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> if the ACC kickoff wants to be in Disney World, I'm I'm all set for that too. You know, a thousand percent. Um, but you know, I, it's it's good. Like, I mean, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, you know, if this means more money for the conference, I don't know what this means, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But, you know, if it's a bigger profile, if it gets them more, you know, eyeballs, sure, go for it. Charlotte, if it's closer to an airport, if that helps, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. But I think, Candace, you brought up a good point when I was talking to you. You know, you have to feel for people who have their lives uprooted now. Then now they travel. Now, explain again. Explain this to me. I did not use Google Maps. How far is Charlotte from Greensboro? So Greensboro is about like an hour and a half, maybe okay. hour fifteen from Charlotte, which is not crazy, but it's not like yes, I can keep my job here in Greensboro and travel every single day to mm-hmm. Charlotte if I have to go to the office. So it definitely does displace people. They have to move their sure. families. You probably have the school district. It's the middle of the year, so maybe they're going to give them time to move and do whatever. But ultimately, like. We all knew this was coming. It was just a matter of when because ACC kickoffs have been in Charlotte. ACC tip over basketball has been in Charlotte. So it was just it was just a matter of time. And Jim Phillips, hopefully, like I said, ACC Network is also based in Charlotte. Maybe you're trying to get these ESPN deals to be a little bit more in your favor. Who knows the reasoning? I'm just hoping it brings more money since we always talk about this realignment and things that we're trying to keep our schools who are doing really well in the conference. Right, exactly. I think you're right there. I mean, it, it, I... I think Jim Phillips, when we, when we go back to that whole realignment thing, you know, he brought in that outside uh, group to come in and kind of like monitor how they can get more money. It, it, I, I have the sense that, you know, even if he can't rip up the ESPN deal, every little move they're going to make is trying to put a little bit more money in the coffers. So something like this, if it makes more money for the teams, it's best for the conference. That's all you can hope for. Yeah, and then flying into games so you maybe can have some former ACC stars go to ACC tournament, especially from a basketball standpoint. You already have your championship game in Charlotte. So, of course, if you have a team like Miami in there this season, you have the Clemson, so you can fly in the stars and they be right there. It's all good to go, and everyone loves it and, you know, all the things. But I ultimately think that, you know, when it's all said and done, Nothing's going to matter unless we figure out these contracts and figure out how to get these guys more money, especially the, the likes of the Miamis, the Florida States of the world, and even the North Carolinas who bring in a big draw when it comes to their fan base. But speaking of fan base, 
it's time for AJ Black to give us some rankings. I know you have them, correct? Oh, I have them all on my. I have a I have a really um, elaborate spreadsheet, and by a spreadsheet, I mean I open the notes pad on my iPhone and I write them down before the show. <laughs> Love that! All right, so we're going to talk about the teams that have been struggling, right? Let's talk about the bottom half, like yep. the bottom five. Let's just get to it. Let's be very honest with ourselves and t- talk about who we feel like is just not cutting it still after week three. AJ, all right, take so, it away. So I am going to cop out here, and I can only pick four teams here. Okay, because okay. everyone else does not deserve to be in the bottom five. And I could not find any reason to put any of them on there. Yeah. So my bottom, uh, the, 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 the bottom of the barrel is Georgia Tech. Okay, okay. I'm going to leave them down there. And I feel pretty confident they're going to stay down there for the rest of the season because I don't see them winning any of the games. Um, I think the season, I, you know, they got their win against Western Carolina. I think you, looking at, ahead as we just talked about, I don't see them winning anything else. You know, I hate it had to be them because, you know, when we say at the end of the day, if all teams are good, that makes it good for the conference. But Georgia Tech is not helping the kids out. So if they can just get rally the troops, find us a couple more wins, but not a couple more upsets, just a couple more wins. You know, I think I, I would feel better. All right. Who I, we got next? So I have to say before I get to that. Yes. Um, I, I worry about some of the fan bases when I do these. But Georgia Tech fans, I'm not worried about because I know a lot of them and I know that they are all in agreement of where I put them. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two and three are kind of interchangeable, but I'm going to put UVA at, okay. at the bottom there. Yeah. Um, disappointing year so far. And they kind of have the uh, same thing in common with BC. They have no offensive line. Brennan Armstrong, I feel for the kid because I don't know what his pro career would look like because he's a lefty quarterback and the NFL is weird with that kind of stuff. But yeah. like after last year, you felt like maybe he could have made it to the pros. And he he does not look like it this year. He's just struggling to get anything going. And well, it reminds me of Derek King a little bit yeah, from Miami. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but like maybe no, the health of, health of his arm is not quite there. And of course, they're not going to tell us that flat out, right? Because he is the leader of the team. But maybe there's more to it than you know. He's obviously going to share with us. Maybe there's still yep. some lingering things with that shoulder. And then with Tony Elliott, you know, as much as we want people to come in and just be amazing, they're still still being a first year coach, right? Still being under a new system, learning from a new coordinator, all the things that you know typically we would hope it'd be easy money, but sometimes it just turns itself out to not be as easy. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't think this it's not an indictment on Tony Elliott at all. Like I know some okay. folks have been hard on him, um, but he's a younger coach and he's it's a first year you know learning curve as, as a BC. F- person i know what that's like watching jeff halfley figure things out you know he's figuring things out on the defensive end which he probably never had to do before and he's gonna he's there's all sorts of things like has halfley said to me a bunch like as a head coach that you just don't know as a coordinator and you know he give him time you know i don't think it's it's bleak he's a bright young coach yeah um just gonna take some time for uva and this year is just a, it's bottomed out a little bit yeah, I think also when you talk about just head coaching, like having to also coach up coaches. Like yeah. sometimes when you're at the coordinator position, you don't have to necessarily do that in the same capacity. But when you're a head coach and you look to be the leader for all groups, it's hard to like say anything other than, hey, do better, right? Like it's having to actually give coachable teaching opportunities for guys who are pretty much probably your equals in terms of age or maybe, you know, resume boost and all the things. So I'm sure there's a lot, a big learning curve that he'll certainly tell us next year at AC kickoff. All right, who we got next? All right, so number three is BC. And um, things are really bleak in Chestnut Hill right now. The fan base is uh, 
is not happy and Jeff Hapley <laughs> has lost a lot of the fans. And I, I get it. I, you know, the, in, at the end of the day, he is living with the repercussions of something he has bragged about for three years or, 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 or preached, which is that BC is not going to live in the transfer portal. Okay. And he knew last year that he was not going to have four starting offensive linemen returning. And then Mahogany goes down. So he has no five and didn't bother to go in the transfer portal to deal with any of it. Yeah. And that's on him. That it, nice guy as he is, he did nothing about that. And that's on him. He yeah. could have easily with BC's reputation for a good offensive lineman and all that, those open spots brought somebody in that wouldn't have been hard, a hard sell for him, but he didn't want to do that. Yeah. And so I, I have to say like, Jeff, that's your, that's your choice, man. And because yeah. of that, I, even against Maine, they weren't good. And that's, this is wasting. It's tough for BC people watching this because Dracovic looks a mess out there. Cause he's just getting hit a ton and Zay flowers. You can't get the ball to him because he's just getting hit. You know, Dracovic can't do it because they're, and also they have no running game. They're the worst of running offense in the country. So <laughs> it's, it's a mess. And this is that I'm not done with Halfley, but this is a mistake on his part. No doubt about it. All right. Last team that is good or bad. No, sorry. The team that needs to work on it. We got four. Right? And it's going back to what we talked about earlier, Louisville. Okay. And, um, uh, again, just uh, kind of reiterating what we said earlier, like underperforming, they have the talent to do it. I mean, Malik Cunningham and you had, you had a lot of good talent there. And I know they just lost D Wiggins as well. Um, it's, it's a tough year for Satterfield. And I, I, I still think he's a coach that could do something. It's just, I don't know. It's just something not fitting with him in Louisville. And I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that we'll get things back together a little bit, but they're down the bottom for now. No doubt about it. All right, let's talk about the top teams here in just a bit. Sure. But BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs this season. It is your continued source for sports wagering information, the fastest and easiest way to check out on all of the MLB, football, MMA, boxing, and golf matchups. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're rocking and rolling here again with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. We're reading all your comments. We're trying to get through them and make sure we do the top of the good. I see will UNC show up against Notre Dame, and boy, oh boy, that would be nice in theory, right? But I'll actually be at that matchup, so who knows how it goes. I think I'm going to be super stressed. I normally get stressed when I'm like at TV, but AJ, I think I'm going to be even more stressed because I'm actually there, and I want them to do well. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it goes. Now, in these top five, is Carolina in the mix, or can I just put that to bed? Yeah, I'm gonna put them at number five, but they're <laughs> they have me like biting my nails putting them. At okay. Five. Okay. Um, they have they have two interesting stats to go with them. They have the most points in the conference at 154, but they've also let up the most points in the conference <laughs> with 113. And great offense, poor defense. Sounds <laughs> sounds sounds very on brand. You thought Chesnick would fix that. It yeah. ugh, doesn't look it. But we saw Wake Forest get by with that last year, right? They did, right? And I'm, look, Drake May is having one of the best seasons from a freshman that we've ever seen, right? From a, just a yep. starting quarterback year one. It's phenomenal. It sucks, and it feels very reminiscent of Sam Howell to where he has to do everything, and you're just asking for this man to be perfect, which is not fair for a first-year quarterback. Like, mind you, he's got that dog, and we know he can, like, deliver – but when he throws picks, now it's like it's really stressed because, you know, the defense is going to have to get back out there. We don't we aren't sure if they're going to be able to hold up or get a stop. Now we've seen flashes, but can they be consistent? I want one full game 
where the defense just lights it up. That's that's my dream and my goal. Just one mm-hmm. full game where defense does everything right, firing from all cylinders, capitalizing on turnovers. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. You you, you want to see them figure out something on defense, but if if May can just go out there and throw five touchdowns a game. <laughs> sure. Fixes everything. You're going to win anyways, right? <laughs> yeah. Number four. All right, I battled back and forth on this one, and I literally just changed it as I was writing this. Um, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with NC State here. Okay, okay, okay. We have it a was lot between of NC-, about NC State right now. Yeah, and I like their defense. You know, they've only let up points this season, and it's against two decent teams. Uh, two yeah. or three, three. You know, they get the FCS team in the middle of that, but East Carolina, they're a tough team. Um, and they got a tough fan base. I can tell you that, uh, <laughs> Texas tech, they, you know, they go out and they beat a big 12 team. So they're in good shape. They get Yukon this week, which is whatever. They're going to win that one by 50. And then they get, they get to travel to, to, um, Memorial stadium to, to face Clemson. And that's going to be a heck of a game. So if, if Clemson can beat wake forest, which I think it's been since 2008, since Wake Forest has beaten them, uh, that's going to be two undefeated ACC teams and an NC State team that beat them last year. I like where the Wolfpack is at, um, and I think they're going to clean some stuff up and get better. Yeah, we have a comment from Richard Snyder here who says a trip to Death Valley for the Pack will define the season, and I don't necessarily think it'll define it, but it'll definitely be a shift in focus. Like if you're first thinking like you're on the track for ACC championship, hopefully you're hope like I hate hate to be the team that has to hope other teams do bad in order for you to still squeak by. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather just yep. be your path, taking it all, being undefeated, all the good things. I hate that you have to hope somebody else trips up. So I'm sure NC State is probably rooting for Wake Forest yep. to beat Clemson, but there's a that three headed monster right there for me is who's going to have the biggest trouble going into you know extreme conference play. Yep. Number three. All right. I'm going to put Syracuse. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I like, I don't know. There's just something likable about this, the makeup of this team. Love they go it. out and they, they beat Louisville. They smash UConn, which is not a surprise. And then they go back and have a really gritty win against Purdue. A game that they were, I believe, underdogs in. So yeah. they're they're looking at 4-0, and 5-0 when they play Wagner. So they got Virginia and Wagner. They should be 5-0. and Candace, this is a team uh, many people projected to be at the bottom of the ACC at five and zero. Everybody predicted them to be at the bottom. I mean, Everybody but Syracuse. <laughs> and again, props to Dino Babers. Props to that defense. Garrett Williams is going to be a first round draft pick. That kid is he's nice. good. Yeah. Sean Tucker, I I easily my favorite Twitter handle of any college athlete. Um, his is his recaps of his games. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Sean Tucker because I I think they're the the driest, funniest thing every week. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good game today. I did not yep. have a good game today. Yep. Um, but they're they're a fun team. They're a fun team that's really buying into Babers, yeah. and they get they deserve every credit that they get because they're playing out of their minds right now. The fan base is coming back, and Babers is showing that hey, he is the coach for Syracuse, and he's doing it. Yeah, and I think for Sean Tucker, speaking of bad games, the fact that they were still able to pull out the win against Purdue in spite of 
uh, Sean not having a great game, I think that just lets you know like, they're a different team than they were last season when they were losing by three. There were several games where it came down to one score. And so here's to hoping that it's not fool's gold, as Slam Tana happened to mention. And Dino's legit. And I think we have a lot of people needing to apologize to Dino when it comes to just what he's trying to do. I think that coaching change, sometimes the coaching shift is all you need. And I think Gary Strader still has some work to do. But we did have seen improvements from him, which is also a very uh, bright spot for the program. All right, number two. All right, my number two team, Florida State. Look at you. I've, I'm doubling down on this. I saw I got slammed in the comments last week for doing this. But you know what? I learned nothing, and I'm going to stick with this. <laughs> so what's going to happen this week okay. is I have no faith in Boston College winning this game. They're going to figure something out and go out and beat FSU, and I'm going to look like an idiot again. So, <laughs> Despite Florida State's injuries, I still think they'll be able to pull it out. It's Rodemaker's time. Like I think it's going to happen. Um, it, I think Jordan Travis is going to play. You think um, so? He was at practice today without a boot or anything. So yeah. Okay. So, Look, is this the game that you want Jordan to play? Like, No offense, sorry, but maybe we like let him heal up a little. I don't know. I just don't want Jared Verse to play. Because <laughs> I – BC has not played a defensive lineman like this kid, and I don't. Oh, it'd be a long would, day. Yeah, it would be a long day, and I I just want Phil to just learn to kind of turn a little bit if he needs to, so he doesn't get killed. I, I'm already thinking ahead two weeks to Clemson, and I, I I'm already having really bad PTSD about that. So Jared Verse is going to get me ready for that, but I don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, but I, I like Flores, and I, I again I said this last week. You know, with that win against Louisville. It shows the culture. Like I didn't think Norvell would be able to get this going, and he has them buying in. And he's he's not the flashy coach that you would expect for Florida State, but he's got them with like almost like a Virginia Tech mentality, almost like a little kind of energy. Yeah, kinda. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's 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 a it's a new feel for Florida State, but it's it's working. It is working, and I think he's having more of his guys that he recruited in place, and people are buying into his system and actually having the faith of the administration behind you and not just going off of what's being said, like the whole Twitter space is a fire, Mike Norvell. That's not a thing that's consuming him or stressing him out, and so I think that's also helpful that he's pretty much just tunnel-visioned and said at the end of the day, I know my guys can perform, and they certainly have. Yep. All right, number one. Again, I'm gonna get slammed for this. I'm sticking with Clemson. Okay. Um, I you know last week I thought they looked pretty good. Uh, DJ's got some things figured out. Uh, that defense is the best in the country. I'm still sticking with that. Um, you have Will Shipley looking pretty good. You you know, um, D, as I said, DJ's gone. He's thrown for 662 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. I mean. I don't know. You don't have to put up a ton of points as Clemson Clemson has, but they're they're scoring 41 points a game right now. Um with with that defense, I don't I I think they're going to they're going to have some big wins coming up and it, I'm really excited to see what they look like against Wake Forest, against NC State, even against Syracuse. Like yeah. how are they going to look against those teams um to really get get a feel for how they're going to really turn out the season. I'm waiting to see the Clemson-NC State game because I want to see Clemson up against a really good defense that is NC State. If they can stay healthy and figure out how to win that game in Death Valley, to me, that would expose Clemson the most, right? If their defense can't figure out how to stop Devin Leary, which, you know, last season it took everything in their mom and them being, like, down Mm -hmm. so many players in order to make it happen, 
But I truly feel like that's going to be the game where we test a lot of wills and see who's really going to stand 10 toes when all said and done. However, I will have to say, the fact that you didn't mention Pitt or Miami in the top five is very concerning from a coastal girl myself. Yeah, I'm um, I'm disrespecting <laughs> the coastal right now. If you don't believe in the coastal, just say that, AJ. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, I, the 34-13 win from Pitt in Western Michigan didn't give you that, like, yes, we got it going. Or maybe it's the fact that we don't know if Keaton Slopes is going to be the starter going through and Nate Yarnell is going to have to lead the squad. Like, what is it? Yeah, Pitt, um, they haven't been consistent. I mean, Western Michigan, that's a good win. I'm not going to dismiss that. I mean, going into that game, that was like a, a big-time upset alert. Pitt took care of business there. Mm-hmm. It was more to me when I'm looking at this, like where are teams at right now and how, you know, how are their wins are how, like the quality of their wins. Now Pitt, they lost to Tennessee. They barely beat West Virginia. Who's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and they lost, you know, they beat Western Michigan, but you know, there's so many good teams and this was such I mean, you know, Kansas last year, like it was so hard, easy to do it because there was like, you know, so many good teams and so many bad teams. And it was very like right down the middle. You could figure it out. Mm-hmm. The ACC is strong top to the bottom three, as I said. Yeah. Now had Miami beat Texas A&M, would they be in your top five? Yeah. Okay. They needed I, to pull that. I had a hard, t- I had a real hard time with losing to Texas Tech, but I mean, Texas A&M putting them in there. That's fair. Uh, because uh-huh. I mean, they had it. That's the other part of it. It'd be different if Miami got blown out and it was not even close. But like that was their game to win. Yep, yep, and they blew it. <laughs> no doubt. AJ, always a pleasure to have you here on the show, especially to get your insight from the group. Weekly reads and rankings is always fun, guys. Make sure you join next week. AJ, where can these people find you? Follow all your work. Yeah, if you're listening to this, find Locked On BC on YouTube. Hit that subscribe channel uh, on the, uh, the subscribe button on the channel. I'd love to have you. Uh, join my comment section as well. You can find me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. I'm also the editor and publisher of two, four sevens Eagle insider. I get all the BC news you want um, with my opinion in there as well. I'm not just a journalist with a J that just parrots back what coaches say. I give you my thoughts, my opinions, analysis of games. You're going to get it all. And I'm one of the only ones to do it for BC that, that way. So I hope you enjoy that. No doubt about it, guys. Come back tomorrow as we will have Alexander of Locked on Canes so all the Canes fans can react to not being in the top five. We'll be good to go for Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time. Thank you.